Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Love. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. another Thursday night, and yeah. uh, we're ready to talk some beers, man. we got some beers in front of us, some beers to the right of us, and some beers to the left of us. So it's pretty much Beer Central right now, as far as I'm concerned. we got a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. It's funny talking to Doc, like, before the show, because sometimes he'll just repeat, like, the very last thing that he said, which may or may not be relevant, but in this case, it was super relevant. He's like, I'm like, we're going to start the show, right? Because we're running a little behind, as usual, traffic and everyone getting here and stuff. And uh, had some beers to judge, and he's like, yeah, which one are we doing? Uh, this one in front of us. Okay, we have a lot to talk about. Yes, we do. <laughs> now, uh, we have a lot to talk about. Is it the fish beer? Is that the one? It's the fish beer, yeah. Yeah. Doc brings in a fucking plate of... Uh, uh, what did you fish and chips? Oh yeah! All right, I'm ready to judge beer. Hey guys! <laughs> hey, it cleansed my palate. It did. I can talk coherently now. Uh, well, that's no fun. <laughs> Man, <laughs> you gave me two beers to judge this afternoon. And I did. Wow! I couldn't. Have, and wow! Oh, you did. You did them this afternoon. Uh-huh. Oh wow! Ah. Okay. Well, that explains well, a little bit more about this. Uh, is why I got a little scared about. and I need to get some food in me. Yeah, I didn't care what it was. At yeah, that's the point. And I don't care about you. <laughs> and I don't care about you. So have some fish. Uh, well, oh, there you go. Man. That's the thing about Doc. You never uh, make it in our beer judging 101 class. You think he cares about you after 15 years, but it turns out he doesn't. No, nope, no, no, no. Hey, it all comes out in the end. You'll be better off. <laughs> I don't know what that means. What does that mean? You're lucky you know me. No. <laughs> oh, I thought he was talking about poop. No. I, where are you guys? Come on. It all comes out in the end. No. Yeah. And you'll be okay. You'll be okay. It's like, all right. No, that all means right. you're going to look back on saying, oh, cool. Cool that I knew you? You know what? In the yeah, grand well, yeah. scheme of things. Even though you don't care about me? All the shit I had to put up with. with I don't Doc. care about what you think. I just said I don't care about you. He did. Okay. I mean, let me amend that one. Okay. I don't care about what you think. Oh, okay. That's fine then. Yeah, because I don't really care about what you think either. Good. All right. Yeah, but you care about me. Yes, of course. Okay, good. Well, you're Doc. Oh. Why wouldn't I care about I care about, about Brian, too. See? Yep. Let's have a group hug, guys. Do you have anything you want to say to Doc? Brian, he just opened up to you. Oh, I feel special. <laughs> I'm not going to criticize your fish-eating ways anymore. <laughs> well, you know, it might not happen for a long time. 
That's true. Yeah, but, but when it does, it makes for good radio. radio. <laughs> when he looks at that menu and he sees the fish and chips, that's the only thing that's yeah. gone out to it. No, it's all good. You know what? I mean, as soon as you left the room and took the remnants with you, it was gone. I know. It, I told it you it, it, I told you it would. Yeah. I wasn't going to leave like the carcass here. Come on. <laughs> a good fan in here, too. That's oh, good. man. Oh. All right. Well, this is Dr. Homebrew. And before we jump into the beers, I want to thank our sponsor, Five Star Chemicals. I know we go on and on about Five Star, but they, they really are that good. I love using Five Star and anything uh, anything I can, honestly, around the house, even even not just cleaning and sanitizing beer equipment. But uh, it's stellar for that. You, you, know, you clean your carboys. You have to clean everything. And then you sanitize everything. You can't do both jobs at one time. It just just doesn't work very well. And these people at Five Star, this is their business. They know exactly how to manufacture the proper cleaning supplies to do this kind of stuff. And they've done the reports, and they've done the the numbers, and they've crunched everything in the labs. And it just, uh, you know, time and time again, man, they they show that you have to clean and sanitize. And the best way to do it, PBW. That's true. That's it. true. I I give those guys a five star review. Yeah. I think you should. They're yeah. going to be at NHC, too. So if you guys are at NHC mm-hmm. and you want to swing by the five-star booth, they're always giving little stuff away. Uh, I don't know. Talk to them about it. You yeah. know, if you're, if you're one of the doubters, talk to them about it. And if you're one of the fans, even more importantly, talk to them about it and thank them for being a sponsor of Dr. Homebrew. Yeah, Seriously, they'd, they'd we love, love to hear from you anyway. Or so. if you have questions about yeah. using the products and like, oh, maybe you're mixing too, too much or too little PBW or, you know, just... For what you're doing, you, you can talk to them, and they'll give you pointers and help you out. Yeah. You know, how long does that star sand last you know, when well, you right. mix it up? That's that the thing. thing. Like they're, yeah. they're one of the only companies that I know of that's, that tells you how to stretch their product. You don't mm-hmm. have to just mix it fresh every time. Yeah. You can keep it around, and they'll tell you how to do all that kind of stuff. They're cool people. I like them. FiveStarChemicals.com. Check them out. Okay, let's just jump into this. I'm going to call uh, Brian on the phone here because... Uh, it's Brian time. Brian time. And while we get him on the phone, uh, which one of you has the bottle of beer? This guy right here, right? And while it's ringing, All right. pour this beer. This is a Saison, right? Saison with uh, Brent and peaches. Brian, are you on the phone, buddy? Hello. How you doing? Hey. Hey. Can you hear us all right? I can. All right. Can you hear me? Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Let me turn you up a little bit. All right, man. Well, uh, before we jump into your beer, uh, how long have you, sir, been homebrewing? Um, maybe about six years. Okay. So you're a veteran. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. I don't yeah. feel that way, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You may never feel that way. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. So. Until you're like 80 and you or can't pick up a carboy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Once you die, you'll feel like a veteran. Yeah. Take it from Doc. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Am I moving up the death pool? You're moving up the death pool, man. So uh, this is a uh, – well, here, I'll let you describe. What, what is this beer that you got? So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not really sure how to describe it. It's kind of a, um, a hodgepodge. You know, you said I had some experience brewing maybe. But, uh, you know, one of the mistakes everyone makes when they first start brewing is they try to make really overcomplicated beers with yeah. way way too many uh, ingredients and, and – uh, so this beer is kind of like that, but more so in the in technique than than, than ingredients. I I tried a whole bunch of stuff that I, I want had been wanting to try in a lot of maybe a lot of a couple different beers, you know. And I kind of ended up somehow doing it on one beer. So it's a it's a saison which I brew quite a bit of, and it's um you know my base saison recipe. I usually brew a rye saison, so I uh, I was 
looking through the BYO magazine from last uh, year that was uh, dealing with fruit, and uh, I have um, the there's a beer in there called White Flag, and it kind of matched uh, my uh, my grain bill and but not my my hop schedule. But uh, anyway, long story short is uh, I kind of stole some some from them, and and you know uh, they were using some non traditional saison hops. They were using a Citra and Amarillo, I think, and okay. and uh, so I I uh, stole from them, and I and I used my grain bill, and and uh, I'd wanted to maybe brew a beer with some Brett after uh, never having done it before, and uh, so I used some Brett, and and uh, and I also wanted to use some fruit, so I you know, uh, had some. I have a local orchard close by, about two or three miles away, and have access to really fresh fruit, so I got some uh, some peaches. So essentially, it's a it's a peach saison brewed with american hops and uh laid on some well actually a shit ton of peaches uh, <laughs> i'm told there are millions of peaches in this beer yeah it's a it's a very fruit forward beer um you know, the way it turned out and uh it was really interesting you know uh you know it's uh tasty always talks about uh tasting your beer the whole way through the process it, it, it changed a lot <laughs> even yeah. today tastes different okay perfect yeah. uh well brian you want to uh Start yeah. us off the the journey down the peach saison beer. I'd be interested to taste how how it was at different stages along the way because yeah, it's it's reached a point here where it's got um, a lot a lot of different things going on. So it does have a, a you know an aroma that's got a very big very big bread character up front. It's been seems like it's been chewing on something in there for a while. A substantial underlying uh, you know the, the bread kind of wins out and then it's got a, a very pleasant peach character underneath that. Um, and and kind of balance with the bread. Uh, I'm getting some clean lemony esters, like you know the the saison like esters with a light little orange under there. Which you know some of the the citrusy and and you know maybe some light kind of tropical aromas could be could be coming from the hops too. But I'm not really getting any hop in the aroma. It's just it's either aged out or, or you know it's overpowered by the other things that are going on. Um, but yeah, the bread's kind of expressing itself as a, a pretty big horse blankety and hay-like uh, note, a little little barnyard under that. And um, but yeah, it's um, no diacetyl or acetaldehyde, and and it's kind of smooth, and, and it has an inviting balance. The the aroma and the beer is really inviting. It it kind of gives you a little bit of the style and and a, and a big big bread aroma. Um, Appearance-wise, it's kind of as expected. It's kind of pretty hazy, but it's a nice yellow-colored beer with a um, you know a low white head that faded pretty soon after pouring. It's kind of as you'd expect in a beer like this. Pretty fine bubbles and just just drops out to this hazy yellow, um, which is a cool color. Yellow liquid, yeah. I mean, it looks it, it tastes like straw and looks like straw, kind of you know. The um, the flavor-wise, it does have some of the bright lemony esters that you want in a in a saison, um, kind of medium high in there. The little, the malt and everything is really just supporting medium low breadiness in there. It just dries out. There's no, there's no sweetness whatsoever in this beer. It's just a very, very dry finish. And the bread is is super obvious with, this, you know, it's got a a pretty pretty intense uh, horse blankety. A little bit of barnyard, a little bit of hay, and um, you know, it's it, it's a pleasant bit Brett character for what for what it is, but it's it's heavy. It's kind of a Brett bomb. Um, <laughs> there's 
I was, I, I'm searching for the, the kind of like the spicy pepperiness that you want in a Saison, and I'm having trouble coming up with it. I'm getting a very, very low white pepper in there. But it's pretty faint underneath everything else that's in there. Almost like just a little prickliness on the tongue, which could also be just from carbonation and, you know, other other things. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, you know, no no hops noted. The bitterness is kind of low and out of the way. And it's, it's balanced heavily to the bread. Um, the peaches do come through nicely, though. It does obviously have a lot of fruit in it. And it's a good flavor. So, you know, it's just the bread wins. Um, so, yeah, looking at the three-way style to fruit to brett, it's definitely brett and then fruit and then style. So, um, which is fine. We're, you know, it's, we want to, and Doc and I will talk about this a little bit. We want to find a, a place to peg this beer because it's really an interesting tasting beer. And, um, you know, some will be super light on the, the brett and just starting their journey. And this one's, you know, maybe nearing the end of its journey. I don't know how much you have left, but it's it's in the mouthfeel, just super drying, but not astringent. Um, you know, just get that leathery feeling on your tongue. I'm not getting any obvious warmth here um, and no astringency. Um, kind of medium, medium light bodied, not very creamy. Just, um, yeah, mostly the drying is what you get in the mouthfeel. Yeah. Uh, there could be some alcohol in there, though. I get a little bit of little sense of some some warmth in the in the belches um, <laughs> is that a section in the uh yeah in the, it's in the not like sheet? not in the back of your throat but kind of i just right here on the score sheet what do you oh. get in your belches yes yeah yeah that's oh you gotta always comment on that <laughs> as a judge um so yeah i i do i do really like this beer overall and the the balance of it is interesting it's just it's a bit Brett heavy. That definitely wins out. The style is hiding behind that, and uh, it's not giving it much room. So, I, don't know, I would say if you're aging a beer of a certain style on on Brett for this long, you want to look at, you know, if you're going to be serving it at this, you know, I don't know, maybe it's maybe it's not that age. I, I don't know. I might be wrong, but you know, if you want to let it age for a long time on Brett and let that Brett get happy chewing on whatever it's going to chew on, you want to maybe give it a little less to chew on or, um, you know, just, just back it off somehow otherwise, or else amp up the style a little bit so that the style will still shine through after the Brett has finished, um, doing what it's going to do in there. It's, it's a fun, interesting beer. I really liked it, and I I couldn't find a real. I mean, I, we judged it. We kind of decided to put it as a twenty eight C in the twenty fifteen categories, which is a kind of a wild specialty beer with Brett and fruit. And so, I guess that's where you'd put it. Twenty three C, you said a twenty eight C. Twenty eight C. Okay, yeah. wild specialty. So I, right. I gave it a thirty seven. I really like the beer, and I I think it's tasty. I don't know. I I'd, I'd like to be able to make a beer like this but with the style pushing up a little bit more to get it up into the into the 40s and and you know the fruit is pleasant but the the breads even starting to take that over <laughs> you know as many peaches as as we were told that were put into this beer yeah 27 pounds that's or something 27 like that. pounds yeah that's a blazing star or something was it yeah anyway it's a cool beer. I really enjoy it, and it's it's fun to talk about it. And Doc will have some opinions too, I'm sure. <laughs> we, we got a lot to talk about. Yes, we do. We got a lot to talk. About. All right, Brian. Well, thanks, man. That was a good rundown. Thank you. All right, Doc. 
right. It's so, your turn to get loose, man. So uh, we looked at the bottle. It said fruit beer. I cringed a little. <laughs> uh, I like fruit beers. I like good fruit beers. I don't poo-poo fruit beers in general, but, you know, I've had a lot of bad ones. Uh, but the first thing we had when we opened this one, I said, what kind of fruit was it? And, of course, JP had it wrong. I had it wrong. And yeah. I, the first thing I said, I smell peaches. A lot of peaches. It's true. And a, f- a shit ton of peaches. I, <laughs> like I did say a shit ton of peaches. Uh, that was, that's a really, really came through really nicely. Yeah, so, the aroma's great. Um, I just love smelling this beer. Uh, it's, it's first thing that came across is Brett beer. Doesn't yeah. say anything about Brett beer on the label either. No, it doesn't. Might want to mention that one. <laughs> uh, because when you're expecting one thing and you get something else, everybody's disappointed. That's true. So uh, that's the main thing with this beer is always what category we're going to put it in. And then we can kind of kind of go in that kind of general direction. But, yeah. Which uh, is great because that's what Brian wants help in also. Yeah. So the, the general you know, aroma was great. A uh, lot of peaches, which was really nice. Uh, the Brett was really nice, too. Once it, yeah, I got used to, oh, <laughs> it's a Brett beer. Uh, which it, it actually worked well with the peaches. It really did. I got a little acetaldehyde, a little bit of nail polish, not a lot. Uh, but I really just really liked the aroma on this beer. It, had, uh, it was kind of strong, a lot of strong Brett coming through. Um, people that aren't well adjusted to Brett are just not you know, introduced to bread, they might not like this so much. They're going to think, oh, something's spoiled in here or something. But actually, to me, it's got a really clean bread aroma to the whole thing. Yes, it's not... Um, it's not overpowering by any means, and it's just, it's pleasant. Yeah, it's not rough around the edges. Like some bread, you can kind of get a little muddied bread right. flavors, and, and this and isn't this isn't like this that. This goes well with the fruit. Yeah. It really, really does. So I agree. The, the whole aroma thing had me one. Yeah. On that one, so okay. I was already already going to that one. Uh, as far as uh, appearance, uh, very light yellow, you know, seasony color. Uh, it's, it's a little bit cloudy. That's fine. Could have been yeah. JP's handling. <laughs> you never know. Uh, my uh, handling is on point. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure it is. Uh, Flavor wise, I thought it was a bit cidery. Uh, I could see that a little bit. Yeah, it's it's just I got presents a little appley. Well, it, it, I don't know how you handled the fruit and how that went in there, uh, and that probably had something to do with the cidery quality to it. Okay, um, not overly powering like. Oh, I wish I didn't have this in my mouth. <laughs> um, but that, that's what kind of came out to me. It was is a, a, a bit cidery and okay. because there's probably a shit ton of peaches in there, right? Um, I think that fruit, maybe the the fruit is kind of uh, leaving it a little, uh, not, yeah. not so much body, and that and that's yeah. kind of thinning it out and making it seem cidery or I know it, it had a bread fl- character, it had a flavor of cidery, kind of appley, kind of okay, uh, kind of that fruit, raw fruit kind of flavor. Okay, uh, I kind of got that in there. Um, medium to low malt. I didn't get a lot of malt backbone on it. Yeah, saison. Uh, can't really go with you on that one. I'm, I'm right there with Brian. With you know, I didn't get the yeah. spicy, peppery that I really needed with it. I can a little bit, 
Right. It's okay. But, okay, but not enough to go, hey, this is a Saison. Right. Yeah, or a very light Saison. Yeah, maybe like a, a beer de garde or something. It, it, it would be something on the very low end of that style. Yeah. But you start throwing peaches and other stuff into it. You're kind of going to muddy it up, and you're not going to get that out of it. Yeah, there, so. there have been some Brett Saisons, you know, coming out lately, and they, they do tend to go go this direction. It's it's definitely, it pulls away from the style yeah. a little bit. So you kind of have to, uh, you either have to forgive that and not look for all the elements of the Saison or just kind of say, well. Or, you know. up, or up your Saison game. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, most of them should have a little more pepperiness and even right. a little more bitterness. Even like it's it's a lot of so, things. So you know, the, the Brett might be sucking down you know all your saison stuff. Mm-hmm. That's all your flavors. They're gonna so you know up your saison. Okay. If you're gonna bread it. Yeah. So uh, and then so mouthfeel. I thought it was pretty slick and ropey. It just it's just oh, really yeah I did. It really it just kind of laid on my tongue and. A lot of slickness mm. to it. Uh, What's the moisture factor in this? What's the wetness factor? There's not a lot of wetness factor. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like the Exxon Valdez. Okay. So uh, you look at it and you expect to see dust. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. Get, I don't get a lot it, of ropey. It, it, but it should, it should just dry right out. But I just get this. Mm, okay. Yeah. Maybe like, a little bit. Like a thick, right. like a thick grape juice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, but it doesn't last because then it dries yeah. out. So it's, right. so it's okay. I uh, get some phenolics, some some medicinal phenolics. Okay, uh, I, I see that. I can do that. Yeah. You mean like a band aidy thing. Yes, exactly. Okay. Right. So you're not, it's not your clove and other kind of phenolics. It's, it's going to be your band aid kind of, which is normal for this kind of style. Okay, it's a I, yeast. It's, it's yeah, and, and, and I kind of expect it, which. Kind of rounds out the flavor too. It's not. It's not overpowering by any means. Right. But it's kind of kind of cool that it's there. It it, it kind of helps give some complexity to this whole thing. Okay. Uh, I really think if you're going to do this stuff, it needs some some kind of lactic in it because it's it's just not sharp enough. Uh, in wine, they call it flabby. It just mm. doesn't have. The sharp lactic quality that you're going to need. So you're going to either need to add some kind of lactic something into it, yeah, or you're going to, uh, or you know, something to kind of back up that whole mouthfeel. The lactic okay. will make it sharp, and it, it it'll give it a, a different complexity to it. Sure, hold just another dimension right, right there. Okay, because all right, it's so. If you add lactic to this whole mix, it's going to take you even farther away from the style, I think. You know. Oh, yeah. And the peaches and everything else. It Which is might go- be, it'll become a four-way horse race there. It's still going to be a wild specialty. Well, it will be a wild yeah. specialty. So, and uh, I do like lactic, you know, blended with bread. I do like that. It's got to, well, it's, to, you know, the, the lactic part was there for the aroma and the flavor, but it's just the mouthfeel, it's just not, not there. So it needs kind of something. You got to find some way to kick it a it, little bit. It does seem lightly sour. I don't know if it's lactic or just from yeah, the bread this, getting this happy a, in it's there. A different kind of sour acidity. It's, kind it's, of, not yeah. a, it's, it's not a sharp kind of yeah. sharpness to it, which would cut that ropiness for me. It would cut the ropiness or the slickness. Mm-hmm. So maybe some. T- I like to tr- try to differentiate between sour and tart with mm-hmm. stuff like this because to me they're very different. Yes, it's not. I'm not talking sour. I'm talking. Yeah. Sharp and tart. Uh, you need something to 
cut that something cleanse off. Cleanse your palate. Yeah, little cleanse your palate edge. at the end. Yeah. Like Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. So that's kind of more what I'm getting to. So there's a couple of different ways to do that. You can use... Like a lemon wedge with your fish and chips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it worked for me. Uh, so you can use lactic acid. You can yeah. use a, you know, acidulated malt. Okay. Uh, you can do a sour mash. You can do a lot of different things. You can do that. You can put in uh, a pedo, yeah, uh, which is a whole different thing. It takes a long time to get that kind of, but it's a, it's a whole different kind of complexity on, on your tartness. It might okay. incre- increase the ropiness if you add too much uh, of that. Too. Yeah. So it's it's all a big, as he said. Play around with it. This whole thing's an experiment. Yeah. My whole problem with this beer is, what do we call it? And right. where do we shoehorn it in there? Uh, right. Brian was saying how he, th- he likes it and he thinks it's a fun beer. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree with him more. I think it's it's easy drinking. It's a great beer. Uh, I, d- I didn't get any bad stuff. I didn't get diacetyl. I didn't get any DMS. I didn't get anything like that. Uh, it's, it needs a little more here, a little more there. Or you just brew it like it is and... Call it something else. Call it something. You can't call it anything. We don't have a category for it, really, unless you throw it into the whatever category. Uh, okay, so what do you score it? Um, I'm going to go in the I, – it's really tough for me. Yeah. Because – Just do your best. That's all we ask you. Well, let me qualify. Will he break through? Okay. Uh, the whole thing with this is uh, we're trying to – judge score sheets are about being within style, and yeah. you've got to kind of go towards that style. If we're just – you know, we're judging a mutt here. Right. It's going to get a higher score. <laughs> uh, as a as a general drinkable beer, I'm going to call, I'm going to give it a 36. Uh, if okay. I had to put it in a category, it's going to get a lot lower than that. Well, and that's what we have to do. We're judging. We don't it. have to. Well, that's what we're here for. Um, if you put it in the category of just fruit beer, mm-hmm. you're going to get in the 20s. Okay. I'm, I'm going to. Because it's going to be not enough. It's so, fruit. No, it's got bread in it. It's out of style. Everything else, you maybe get a twenty-one. Okay. Then we just blame JP for for right sure. disappointing. But you if, up you, front. if you just throw right. it in as a twenty fruit beer with with what it is, yeah, you get a twenty-one okay. because they throw you out of the style and everything else because it's just not there. Right. If you put it in as a Brett fruit beer ish, uh, your your score is going to go up maybe a twenty-seven. Something like that, because but it still needs complexity and needs a few things to fix that one. But just as a general, what it is with no flaws and kind of a cool thing that you know you're kind of experimenting with. Yeah, thirty six. Okay, it's 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 a pretty decent beer all the way around. Absolutely. It's fun, uh, but you know when you're trying to shoehorn it into something, that's when you start losing points. Not because it's a bad beer. Brian, are you still with us? Yes. All right, man. Uh, tell me how you handled the peaches for this thing, because I have a theory. Yeah, so uh, whenever I uh, got the peaches, we uh, I, I quartered them. And, uh, you know, it's interesting you said about, uh, you know, having, uh, I don't know, I, I left the skins on, uh, which I was hoping maybe I would get a little bit of uh, maybe some natural something or another that give me a little tartness because mm-hmm. I was using the bread and, and the the saison yeast and i was thinking uh, get a little something that's uh floating around uh, the orchard but uh you're right i don't get a lot of uh sourness but uh yeah so i quartered the peaches i took the pit out um mm-hmm. and uh just basically uh 
put uh, quartered peaches with skin on in the uh, into the fermenter. For how long? Uh, so I um, primary fermentation was about maybe uh, three, two weeks maybe, and then uh, I let it sit because I was waiting for the the, the peaches to kind of come in season. They were they're a little late here in Pennsylvania this year, so uh, took a took a few more weeks. So it sat sat in the primary for another maybe three weeks, so six weeks in primary. And then uh, on the peaches for uh, maybe three weeks. Did you rack off the uh, the yeast cake? Through, yeah, yeah okay. I racked All off right. the. I, I have a spider or speedo, whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. Spider. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. You got, you got it. Uh, fifteen gallon. Uh, one of those fifteen gallon fermenters. And okay. So I I did my primary in there, and then I racked off and, and saved my yeast cake for later use, and and um, I uh, put split it into two uh, six gallon carboys and, and i took uh i had you know it's interesting uh living so close to the orchard i get the the seconds on the uh the, the peaches they don't sell them so you get them for like mm. super cheap like 12 yeah. bucks for 27 pounds and so it nice. makes a be like it's easy to do so um i just split the the 27 pounds uh evenly in the two carboys and and uh and i pitched the uh you know i mean i'm sorry uh put the uh, beer on top of the peaches okay um, a couple of things. One, th- what I didn't care for about the beer, I love the aroma. I'm g- agreeing with everybody else, uh, mm-hmm. but there was a there was a, a sharpness to it, a very much uh, yeah. like a um, I don't know if it's bitter, but uh, yeah, sh- sharp. Yeah. So did you use the pit? Did you throw the pits in there? No. Well, he no. didn't. So so first part is I wonder if you did get something off the skins that kind of uh, yeah. made it ferment this weird way. So I would try maybe. Trying to or kill maybe all skins, that. Maybe the skins themselves, you know. Maybe I mean, they, they, a little they, they bit. The tannins coming off the skin. Yeah, I mean, maybe try pulling half the skins off or whatever. Um, the second thing is a lot of people who who use fruit and ferment with fruit suggest at least throwing some of the stones in there, some of the pits in yeah. there, because there is a smooth quality. There is some structure tannin and some. I don't know what it, w- it would take a, a, a radio host to explain it to you, um, <laughs> but uh, that you can get from from doing that. There's a deeper complexity, um, so I would try that. Yeah. Next this time. beer, this beer is really interesting in the sense that uh, you know, listen to you guys describe it. It went through a lot of stages from the time I brewed it to now as well. I mean, yeah. Initially, the the hops were really like uh, it's funny they're 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 clashing with the uh, mm. with the saison you know yeast. Maybe it's a bitterness. What, what's the bittering hop in this? The citra. Uh, the bittering is actually yeah citra, and then uh, but everything's late edition sixty okay. sixty minute yeah. and uh, um, the sixty minute edition was just some citra and it was like a half an ounce and then everything was late trying to get that Brian, know, is it dry yeah. that aroma. I didn't get too, a, is it too much flavor? Like hop? I didn't get a big bitterness. Uh, the, there's the a, sharpness there's a might sharp be the bitterness thing. The, but, the lemony, like the tang to it. It's all right. I don't know. Yeah, there's definitely a sharpness yeah. to it. And if you guys had a guess, if you guys had a guess, what do you think the alcohol is on it, on this beer? Hmm. 6.4. Yeah. Yeah. I just guessed. I have no idea. Yeah, I was going to say six and a half ish. Yeah, it's eleven. What? <laughs> what? That's a lot. Yeah. Are you serious, dude? Yeah. Don't you feel warm? <laughs> do you feel warm after you? I was listening to Doc talk about it. Do you feel warm after you drank this thing? I'm yeah, yeah, I did. A bottle of it. I don't feel warm as shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, my face is a little warm, but yeah. 
Yeah. But it's always warm. <laughs> well, no, yeah, so I, 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 had, I had a lot of their beers before this one. Yeah, right um, on, right but on. yeah, I, I hit eight. I hit eight on the on the um, on the grist, and then um, wow, when wow. I hit that with all that with all that um, peach, you know, it, it ran. I mean, it ramped it up to. Well, I used the the formula to figure it out. You know, man. So I, I think with a with a, a beer this high alcohol, you need more body. Yeah, you know, it. I. I I got no solventy stuff out of it. It wasn't. No. It wasn't hot. I know, uh, right? So he's like, no, wow, you did. You did really well. <laughs> really no, I, th- well I think you did well, but I. Th- but I think for an eleven percent beer, well, it's more like a cider. I mean, that's where the you cider want to sip is, on it. That's where the cidery kind of. That's came probably where you right. did that. Yeah. Yeah. So I would. I would personally like more. More body. No, I thought it was just great. <laughs> um, no, be, be, or for, bring, for, bring for, alcohol down. But for no, for eleven percent beer. Yeah. You know, he hit that really well. It, I, I agree. It, it got a little cidery. Um, I agree. I, I mean, I guess for for me, that's, and I shouldn't, oh, I shouldn't be saying that. Because but. the chewiness would, like, warn you that it's high alcohol? I don't know. I don't know if I, don't know yeah. if I buy that, It'd be easier honestly. to sip on. I don't think it's 11%. I don't, I don't think it's quite I think 11%. The, the calculations could be a little off. And really, sometimes when you add fruit, you think it's adding a lot of sugars. And, you, you know, there's different calculations out there. But right. um, it doesn't always add all that much yeah. sugar to your beer. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't say 11. What was the starting gravity of the base beer? Um, story gravity. Um, OG was, uh, uh, seven, uh, 1075. 1075. Okay. And then I hit it with, uh, then I hit it with, uh, um, 13 and a half pounds of peaches per six gallons. So when I did the, I got the, I used the, one of the, one of the formulas at BYO a couple of years back. Um, to to estimate the, the, the what the peaches put out. Yeah, and it did the beer pull every ounce of sugars out of those peaches. Yeah, I mean, right, right. So, I, I mean, but it's got to be at least for in the sure. Tank. I mean, I, I'm warm, you know. Yeah, yeah. I I feel the warming too when you in the back yeah. of the throat. It does it does give you a little warming there for sure. It's interesting because uh, you know it's sneaky, right? Yeah, it's like a, yeah. Because it <laughs> it's leathery and dry, and you don't, you don't get that. Like sometimes with the alcohol, you get the, the sweetness of the alcohol, and it's like, oh, that's a big alcoholic beer. Yeah. This one's just well, so dry, you don't get any of that. Yeah, you didn't really get that. So yeah, I'd say the, good the Brett job. The Brett took over. I mean, interestingly enough, the um, you know when I was getting ready, this is my first Brett beer, so and I, you know, I I've learned a lot from listening to you guys over the years and all your, all the shows, and and I and I know you guys do that all the time, but I, I've learned a lot. And so uh, <laughs> the um, the Brett, um, you know, I, I was I, I brewed the beer. I pitched the. I had a I had a starter for the. I used the French saison, thirty seven eleven, the Y saison. I had pitched that, and and I was kind of sitting there like like for three or four hours after I pitched the saison yeast, and I was thinking, do I pitch the Brett now or later, <laughs> or you know, trying to figure out what what kind of character I was going to get. So I had um, I had actually I was planning on experimenting with. Brett, so I had it's Brett, uh, I can never say it. Brett C, Brett Cassini, right? So uh, Cassini, it, Cassini, there you go. So uh, I had actually had a smack pack and a, and a tube of Y yeast, and so it was like one of those things where you're like, what do I do? What do I do? And then last minute, I just pitched them both, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like four hours after I pitched the, because I, I didn't really. The truth be told, I wasn't really shooting for more of all this horse blanket, and I was really hoping for more of the the um, the fruit flavors you're supposed to get from that. That, yeah, uh, that Brett. You know, it, it, I mean, it's slow acting. Things. You know, so the, yeah. the yeast is going to do more at first than the Brett does. But just the fact that you added it right away, it does. It does put that extra notch into Brett heavy territory where it might not have been if it hadn't. And I had done a starter on this on the on the uh, um, on the saison yeast. It, it took off like within 
you know, 12 hours. And so yeah. I was hoping wow. that it would take over and then that Brett would take ta- time to catch up, you know. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and after the six weeks, where was your gravity at? Uh, after the six weeks, I was at, uh, well, the the hydrometer read uh, uh, 1.002, but it yeah. was, uh, it was yeah. one point, I guess, uh, corrected 1.013 maybe. Right, yeah. So, uh, I, you know, and, and the thing is, is like it's very, very interesting, like, with this beer is, is that, uh, and I don't know if you guys ever had this experience and I, this is a question I have for you that you might have experience with this. I put the whole fruit in and, uh, initially when I, before I pitched the fruit, you know, like I said earlier, I, I, uh, gave Tasty some credit, always taste your beer, right? And he's always, he's always a big uh, proponent of that. So I tasted it when it was done with the primary and it tasted horrible. <laughs> the, uh, the, um, the hops were clashing with the yeast and it was just like i was distraught about it and so but interestingly enough uh, i pitched the um the fruit on top or pitched it on top of the fruit and you know it, it basically smoothed out all of those problems and i can't right decide away. whether it was the fruit or if it was the brett kind of kicking in and kind of uh, taking over and maybe uh, you know uh, yeah. processing some of those esters. Well, you also have the uh, the hops are going to fade, and yeah. you know, at first the hops are going to be right in your face. Uh, they don't go. Bitterness does not really go real well with bread. The, the bread had already done a lot too, yeah. so I mean, by that point, if it was ten down to ten o two, you know what you were tasting was what the bread had done, and yeah. and the, the fruit can can help smooth something out and give it a little sweetness uh well so, the, right away when you add the fruit and then that's going to go away too but yeah but a lot of a lot of things had changed uh so since. interestingly enough interestingly enough um the uh the peach the, um this is not my first experience with peach um i may or may not have been privy to some corn whiskey somewhere along the way <laughs> the kind of thing that you know that in uh, theory yeah, in theory. Right, 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 so, uh, right. And in theory, it really tasted like ass as well. And, yeah, um, it always one, does. <laughs> one of those things that I thought I might do is uh, having access to all this fruit here in this orchard. I, I threw some peaches on the on the that, that material, and um, ironically, it was interesting. A few weeks later, I, I, I uh, tasted it, and it had pulled. Like, I guess all of those alcohols that were just horrible. It had. I have to believe that the peaches had pulled all of that out into the fruit, and and the reason this is important to me for this beer is, you know, I want to brew this again throughout the year, but can I? But the idea is, is, can I only brew this whenever the fruit is in season, or can I use puree? Because I'm trying to pull some of those flavors out of the beer that I didn't necessarily like, and, I, and I'm sold that it was the peaches. But dude, yeah, people brews brew fruit beers year round. And that's your next experiment, isn't it? Puree. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you have a beer that you want to fix and it happens to be December, you know, like, yeah. puree. What you have to do? Yes, yeah. you can definitely use puree. Totally. It might not be as fresh tasting as the peach quality in this beer is, but yeah. it'll it'll do something similar to it. You might scare yourself, and it's better, right? <laughs> well, and you can also, yeah. yeah, you can also fix kind of what you don't get, maybe with some flavorings. So yeah. if you use like peach extract or peach puree, yeah. you may not get the fresh aromatics. But maybe you can right. put a drop or two of uh, a flavor extract. Yeah, just for the just, just for to the brighten the nose a little. And bit. it's also not going to have those wild yeasts on the fruit skin. Yeah, that you're gonna, true. It's you know, going to be it's, sterile. It's a different animal. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I would definitely give it a go, especially when you don't have the fruit available. All right, Brian, I got to let you go, man. All right. One last question: Where yes, would we put this in the new uh, BJCP? I said 28C Wild Specialty Beer. Yeah, I'm with him. 
All right, not 26L, huh? Experimental. Uh, no, that's too wide of a category, I think. And then you're kind of throwing in with all the jalapeno, all the short bus kids, yeah. Vienna logger. I mean, the 28C has like Nuclearis, Eric's, you know, it has that some of those esoteric, uh, yeah. sour and bread aged fruit beers and things like that in it. So it can fit there. It would, but yeah, I'm, I'm with Brian on the first one, the 28C. All right, thanks a lot, guys. It was really sure. fun. Thanks Pretty for cool. sharing. It's been fun talking with you about your beer. Thanks, Brian. All right, bud. See you. Cool beer. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. A little long segment, and then uh, we're going to come back, and we're going to do another beer. It's Dr. Homebrew. Everybody, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Tampa Bay has become a great destination for craft beer lovers with more than 60 breweries and counting, like Cigar City, Tampa Bay, and Coppertail Brewing. One of the newest breweries is Four Stacks Brewing Company in Apollo Beach. With a great selection of craft beer, including their own, Four Stacks brings the best of the West Coast to Florida. Enjoy beer from Russian River, Ballast Point, Stone, and Four Stacks' own IPAs from their plentiful 18 taps, including, of course, local and regional craft beers as well. It's like celebrating Tampa Bay Beer Week every week. Four Stacks hosts monthly homebrew club meetings, bottle shares, and partners with local restaurants for free food delivery while you enjoy your pint in their new tap room. Stop by Four Stacks Brewing and support the greater Tampa Bay craft beer scene at a brand new community-oriented independent brewery. Four Stacks Brewing Company in Apollo Beach, Florida, a monument to beer. Fellow BNers, this is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The Internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. That's it. I've had it. I am never. 
for putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite Bare Bones Club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Examination. All right, everyone, thanks for hanging out. Thank you. About to judge a double. From Christian, uh, Christian cannot be with us today. He uh, he emailed me earlier this morning. He's like, "Dude, I'm pulling a, uh, I'm taking over a friend's shift at work, so I got to bail on you." I was like, yeah, "That's fine. Got to make that money, girl." You know what I'm trying to say? Uh, but before we get to it, I want to tell you guys about the Spring Brews Festival. You know, of course, our trials and tribulations with the Winter Brews Fest. Um, in April, usually it's uh, no. Is it in April? No, it's when the fuck is it? January. Thank you very much, yeah. Brian. It's in January usually, but this time it is April second, which is a Saturday, and of course it's right here in Toto Santos Park in lovely downtown Concord, California. You can go to bnbrewfest dot com. I believe tickets are on sale right now, and uh, if you go to bnbrewfest dot com, there's like a little slideshow of um, you know past fests and i just saw my in-laws on them which is very weird to say and to see so uh there you go and there's a really awesome photo of justin it's pretty gross uh anyway uh (laughs) spring brews fest man check it out unlimited tastings 40 bucks in advance 50 bucks at the door so i highly suggest you buy them in advance you can also get uh tickets to our vip tasting session which is right here at the hop grenade before the show or before the the fest what's that entail uh, i have no idea i do why don't you tell us, Doug? Oh, uh, you get you get in here an hour and a half early yeah. into the Hop Grenade only. It's a private show. All right. Uh, they put on special beers on the 21 Taps. Uh, you get to try all those, as many and as often as you want. Once the VIP is done, uh, they they remove all those beers, and they change them back out again. So oh, they, just, pull them, they pull they them. They pull them down. So it's all exclusive to you, and then you get to enter the, the fest Right into the VIP entrance. Okay. So you don't have to go in the big big line in the front with all the Oh, riffraff. wow. Yep. Riffraff free. Yes. Well, unless the riffraff joins you, but uh, that's pretty cool. I like it. I like it a lot. Awesome. So check it out. Beinbrewfest.com. All right, Doc. What we're trying here today is a Belgian double from Christian. Oh, my, my most 
Your most favoritist? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, really? Yeah, are, you being, are you being no, doc-castic? No. It's Doc's happy place. Yes, it is. Um, so, yeah, like I said, Christian couldn't join us today. So uh, this is, uh, you know, this is us in the studio talking about it. Oh, good. So, Doc, why don't you go ahead and start us off? All right. Since this is, so, your, this is your happy place. Oh, uh, yeah. I was pretty happy that you actually gave me a beer that I would maybe like. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Uh, so I got delivered out on my doorstep. Uh, by you, yeah. like a day late. You did? Uh, ish. And a dollar short. Mm-hmm. So, uh, actually, I uh, put it right in the fridge, worked my way uh, up to it, because... Uh, Doc. What? What do you think about the beer? <laughs> I'm getting so, there. I was I'm, walking no, down the street. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Shut up. Give me some... So, so I was actually really looking forward to, to trying this one out and not having to be rushed through it, which is why I make you give them to me ahead of time. Uh, well, okay. Yes, go ahead. I'll let, I'll let, Otherwise, yeah. you would have me in here, like, rushing through it in 10 minutes. I'll let you live with and, that. That's okay, fine. Okay, good. Okay. So, uh, got it. I love you, and I want to tell you that. I want to share that with you and our listening audience, that I love, I'm love. i in love with you. And he wants you to know that you can't make him do anything. That's true. Got that? <laughs> yes, okay. Good. Go All ahead. Right. Go ahead. So, uh, checked out the bottle. Uh, I thought that, you know, let's let's just tear on it right now. I thought it was a low fill, uh, yeah. which always always kind of scares me a little bit. Okay. Because usually it means somebody's capping on a really foamy beer. Yeah. Um, maybe they had some issues with it. Maybe they just, bottling is an issue too. I don't know. Uh, but it was kind of a low fill. I saw some crud on the inside of the neck. <laughs> um, I popped the cap. The cap had some crud around the around the rim. Uh, the, the it's a sturdy bottle, though. Oh it's no, really it, it, nice it was it was it was one of those li- it was one of those little the seven fifty or three seventy five. Yeah, looks like a Belgian stubby seven small stubby yeah. Belgian. I think we used to sell those on more beer and, back yeah, when. Yeah, I like the bottle. I do. Uh, but you know the 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 cap was crusty and rusty. Didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was a little bit leery about it. So. I wiped off the whole top of the the, the rim and got that kind of cleaned off. Um, and he almost didn't taste it. Oh no 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 no! Come on, <laughs> hell no! <laughs> I, I, I've tasted worse looking things, believe me. Uh, so once I you know I got it poured in the glass, and I actually used a real Belgian glass and everything else because I was very proud that I got this beer. <laughs> um, uh, it's. You know, the aroma coming off the top was, you know, malty, slightly musty, a little astringent maybe, uh, toffee raisins, got a lot of dried cherries coming off of it. Yeah. Uh, fruity, musty, then into almost nothing. The, the, the aroma went right away. It just kind of disappeared. So I would cap it, shake it a little bit, then smell it again, and just the aroma was just weird. It would just kind of go away, but still really good. Uh, no hop aroma to speak of, which is normal for the style. Yeah. Uh, just kind of getting that you know, nice toffee raisiny kind of thing out of it. Uh, appearance, uh, light to medium brown. Um, sometimes they should be a little bit lighter in color. Now I'm looking at here, not in my glass because it's a bigger glass, but, uh, it's real appropriate for the style, color-wise. It's not opaque. Yeah, I think it uh, nailed the color pretty well. Yeah. Uh, mine was very cloudy. Uh, 
Probably from JP's handling before I got it. <laughs> Motherfuckers. And you poured the whole thing out, right? No, of course I didn't do that. I was uh, starting to get a little bit of stuff at the bottom of this. I know. I, I I poured about nah, maybe two thirds of it, yeah. and it was still cloudy because you know JP's handling. I hope uh, you both lose your Viagra prescriptions. You know that? <laughs> I don't need one of those. No. Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, normal Belgian <laughs> normal Belgian head should be. A lot more frothy, a lot more lacy, and I didn't quite get that. But it's a nice tan head. Lasted for a while, but I had it in a Duval glass, which is going to make the head, you know, keep going. So that was a little bit, a uh, little off for me. Uh, real small bubbles and a real tight, tight head on it. It wasn't big bubbles that went away real fast. Yeah. So it was kind of really indicative. It looked really nice for a Belgian. Okay. Uh, flavor. Fruit up front. Still got a lot of cherries. Uh, I didn't get any clove, per se, in it. No spiciness. Yeah, I agree. Uh, mid flavors. Uh, clean, malty, sweetness. Uh, sorry, uh, backtrack. Do you want clove? Uh, sometimes. Is that what you're no, looking for so, in there? So, that's a personal kind of thing. Okay. And that has to do more with uh, uh, the yeast you're going to be using. Because, you know, I know it's part of the style guidelines, but what you're saying is it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. there. If it's not there, that's totally okay. No, well. and, and it should be, at best, it should be light. Okay. If it's there, great. If you like it, great. If it's yeah. not there, it's, it's, not, it's not anything you're going to be detracted from. Okay. You just don't want to, like, Mega cloves coming through. Right, right. Uh, or mega banana. I mean, this has a little banana, but not much. Yeah. It's very and, pleasant. Yeah. Okay. So, just wanted uh, to clarify. Thank you. Yes. Thanks for doing that. Um, <laughs> uh, so, you know, you know, the mid flavors are clean, malty, sweetness. Uh, it finishes pretty dry, though. Uh, slightly on the bitter side, if I had something to detract from this thing, it, it, yeah, it finished out some, a little too bitter. Okay. Um, okay. It's just kind of lingering, but not not bad. You want it dry, but not bitter dry. Right. There's a little bit of a difference there. Uh, dry just means that the you know, the maltiness drops away, and bitterness is a different way of almost giving you that dry sensibility on that one, the sensation. Okay. Uh, so this one kind of tended more towards the bitter dryness rather than just dropping off in the maltiness. Um Near the end, and you know, after you put the glass down, I did get a slight diacetyl, which is hmm. Okay, yeah, not not in up front, not at all. You're not going to really taste it, in it, but it's just I got it after I put the glass down, and I still had the residual in my mouth from you know the malty sweetness, and I got a little bit of diacetyl, which is still not out of, out, of, out of the norm for this thing. You're not supposed to get any of it or a lot of it, but still, this was very minimal. Okay. Uh, and it was really right, not when I'm tasting it. It's like at the end when, you know, you still got that maltiness in your mouth. Yeah. And, and that, I, <laughs> I still got a little bit of that one. Um, mouthfeel, fully appropriate. I just liked it. really liked it a lot. It was... Uh, Medium mouthfeel, not too sweet. Uh, really good effervescence, which kind of lifted the sweetness off of your tongue. Uh, yeah, his target was three volumes of CO2. He did good. It, yeah. You could tell it was about that when it came off of uh, when you poured it out. Uh, it didn't 
you know, foam when I opened the thing. It didn't over foam the glass when I foamed, but it was it was really effervescent without being super effervescent, which would have been a three, five, or a four. So yeah, it was definitely more than normal, but perky, perky. <laughs> That's it. Perky is great. Um, I got some alcohol warmth in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, it's a higher alcohol beer. It's hidden well. I don't, didn't get a lot of solvent characteristics in it, which you can get with if you ferment it too hot. You're going to get it, you know that, you know nail polishy kind of weird stuff going on, uh, acetone things like that. Right. I didn't get any of that out of there, but you can tell it's got some. It's alcohol is weird because you get a little bit of heat, but you also get some sweetness with it, which is a different than you do. Yeah, it's it's different than uh, say malty sweetness or sugar sweetness, mm-hmm. but it just adds to the kind of the whole complexity of the whole thing. If you took the alcohol of this beer, it would not be the same, right? Yeah, so you've got that kind of flavor to it. So basically, overall, uh, quiet alcoholic. Uh, it hides it well, though. Uh, no solvent notes. A little bit of oxidation, like this is an older beer. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit of that little musty kind yeah, of thing. It's, yeah, it's got musty. It's got a little bit of the very sh- sh- sherry notes. Yeah, uh, the fact that it's a big, dark, melanoidin beer, you can hide that pretty well because mm-hmm. it kind of sucks it back up. Yeah, uh, you can age it a little bit better. But yeah, definitely, I kind of got some of that out of it. Like it's been around a while. Not to the point where it's turned or anything. No, it's uh, drinkable right now. Oh, I, it's, I've had much, much worse commercial beer. Yeah. Served oh, to totally. Me. Totally. Uh, even at your favorite bar. <laughs> I uh, don't have one of those. Yeah. I mean, facetious. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I know. Yeah, which one? Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, the hop so, grenade. I'm kidding. <laughs> nah. Um, so, uh, I think better bottling techniques, definitely. Um, okay, like what? Uh, well, for one thing, having all that, you know, crud on the bottle cap and everything. Usually when you're bottle capping these things, they're foaming like mad or whatever. Uh, it's coming over the top. Yeah. It's good to pack on foam uh, because then you're going to get it sealed and no CO2 in there. But wash your wash your bottles after that. Don't, don't leave any of that sugary stuff around the cap. Around the cap, okay. It's, it should be sealed enough that where you can wash them off. And then you're not going to have... Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah. So you're going to get that crudliness kind of... He almost has, like, powder burns on that one. Yeah. yeah and the one, I had, the one I had was even worse. <laughs> yeah, okay. But it, it's, it's leaving the sugar right there. And you can also get mold on that sugar. Yeah. So a uh, little bit better bottling technique. Bottle when it's colder, everything cold, and at a higher temp. If you're using a, a beer gun, you don't really have that... Uh, you don't have that technique you can use. Uh, if you're using a counter pressure, pump the pressure up. The, this bottle you have there can take a lot of pressure. Yeah. And so it won't foam nearly as much. Just pump the pressure up that you're put, putting in there. Uh, then you don't get all the foam coming over. And then rinse the bottle afterwards. That's, that's always a big key. Uh, I thought it was a good choice for his yeast and the temp he used his yeast. I'm guessing it was... WLP 500, the, cha- the Trappist. Uh, he might tell me he does not. Yeah, it's 
Probably the Trappist. He said primary ferment at 67 for three days, then liberalized to 71 at 14 days, placed at 50 for four weeks, then two days at 34. Oh, I'm sorry. New Belgian yeast. Okay. But I don't know which that that is. is. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking at, you know, the the WLP 500, the Trappist yeast. If you do that at low, mid temperatures, you're going to get fruity. Not spicy, which is kind of what this is. Yeah. Uh, not solventy, uh, all that kind of stuff. So I really like this beer. Yeah. What'd uh, you give it? I gave it a 45. Wow. You really do like I this I really beer. thought this one was spot on, except for a little bit of the oxidation. Yeah. That, that's what I didn't like. And, and a little bit too bitter in the finish. Okay. Those are my only two, two downgrades of that. Okay. Very nice. Brian. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's a pleasure so, to be here. Belgian Double. Thank you, Doc, for your comments. Thank you, JP, for hosting. <laughs> um, Belgian Double. And thank you, Christian, for sending it. This is, um, yeah, in the aroma, I get, there's some, some definite alcohol obvious in there. And, but the, the main thing I get up front was the same, kind of the same thing that Doc mentions. There's uh, raisiny and prune-like and, and cherry notes, a lot of fruitiness. Um, with with some you know generally higher aromatics from esters than most uh, most Belgian doubles will give you, um, and then toffee like malt underneath that, um, and some breadiness and some other stuff. But um, yeah, it's like toffee and fruit mixed together. <laughs> um, toffee fruit. <laughs> it it does have a low spicy quality, just a hint of clove, but but again, not very much and. Um, you know, no, no bad diacetyl, DMS, uh, anything like that. No, no hop character coming through as you would kind of expect for this beer. It doesn't. It's not a hoppy beer. Um, so yeah, it, you know, all the elements are there. The fruit wins out big time, uh, but it's inviting. So I like the aroma. I also like the appearance, and I agreed with the uh, the comment about the you know, the head fading pretty soon after pouring. It just at first, I thought it might be the the glass I'm drinking it out of here, but it's I, I pre rinsed both of the ones I poured into with the beer, and and swirled and and it just it falls flat. So, but the color is beautiful. It's got a rich reddish copper color uh, with uh, very good quality clarity when pouring out of the top of the bottle, um, and a low off white head that yeah just again just disappeared. Primarily the fine pinpoint kind of bubbles. I I feel like I'm just parroting what Doc said exactly, but that's that is what it looked like. Um, yeah, you can just you know if, yeah. if you guys are are mirroring a lot, then you can just fast okay forward. yada 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 yeah. yada, yada <laughs> done okay no um, <laughs> fruitiness in in you know and the flavor was similar as in the Romo with the raisin all cherry like mm. uh, but and I, I got a very prominent drying in the in the flavor. Um, in the uh, the finish of the of the beer, so the yeah, just a late pale. It just had a lot of it was drying, but again, like you said, there is that sweetness of the alcohol there too to to balance it a little bit. So it's it's not that bad. And I think also it was the fir- first beer I judged, and as I retaste it, I kind of appreciate it a little bit more. And it might also have a little bit more yeast in this pour because we we poured the last part of the bottle out. And that that kind of helps to maybe meld some of the stuff, getting a little more of the yeast character in there with the the malt and the and the fruitiness from from the esters. Um, 
Yeah, so I I did get some some al- you know the alcohol was more than just smooth. There was a little bit of a bite. It just seemed a little bit hot, and um, the yes. balance definitely to the malt and the yeast character. Those the fruitiness and the you know of the malt combined with the fruitiness from the yeast makes for. I mean that's what the style's about. So um, you know got that right. The alcohol does linger into the aftertaste, um, along with that fruitiness and the hops kind of low and out of the way, the bitterness, you know, kind of medium low out of the way as it should be. Um, so yeah, pretty, pretty decent flavor. Just a little, the drying was the distraction for me and the alcohol Mm. a little bit. Um, not as smooth as I would like it. The mouthfeel had some, I felt some moderate tannins, a little bit of astringency in there up front and it gave it kind of a leathery feeling accenting, you know, flowing off of that dryness of the beer that's already there. And it just, it has a little bit of drying impression. I don't want the beer to be cloyingly sweet, but I think that it's a little on the rough side because it's so drying and a little bit of astringency. Not harsh, not rough, not too bad, but just a bit of that. And then combined with the dryness, you know, throws the mouthfeel off for me just a little bit. I mean, otherwise the carbonation was where it needed to be, medium high, um... You know, obvious some obvious alcohol warmth, which you want. It's still a little bit hot in the back of the throat, and not quite as creamy and smooth as I'd like. So yeah, the mouthfeel was was pretty good, but um, maybe not as much as Doc liked it. Uh, <laughs> overall, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I like this beer. I like the aromas and the flavors that are here in the beer quite a lot. It's a balanced thing for me. The fruitiness is way over the top. It's all raisin cherry prune there's a little bit of malt flavor in there and there's some definite alcohol but it's not as smooth as i want it um the, the fruitiness that's there it's a pleasant fruitiness it tastes good um and it has a good deal of complexity so i mean i really can see why someone would like this beer a lot but you just use a little more on the malt side to hold up to stand up to all that fruit that's there maybe a little toasty quality some munichiness or something else in there, some some dark munichiness, some richness on the malt side. And a light sweetness could help this balance out a little bit more. I'd like to see where it finished. Uh, do we have the final gravity on the beer? Uh, this is a great question. It would be nice to talk about the recipe and what we can learn about the beer since we cannot talk to Christian right now. I do not have that information. Okay. Um, but if we know what malts were used, that'd be nice. We can get to that. But you know, a little sweetness could help the beer. Um, and again, that bit, bit more of that toastiness. But I still liked it. I gave it a 36, and I'm kind of substantially lower than Doc. I would argue more for the the mid to upper 30s uh, than 40s myself. And if we were judging as a pair, we would have to work that out and, and arrive at a a score that that is closer to each other but i think luckily we don't have to do that no we don't no we don't so right we're now. gonna let it stand but uh okay yeah w- what was in that recipe what do we have malt wise i don't have, I, no i don't have, have nothing no, okay he didn't give it to me okay yeah which is fine what i think i'm gonna do is add a a column to that sheet and mm-hmm. actually have everybody put that stuff in because uh, yeah. it would be nice to know that right yeah. now, especially because we can't. And well, you know, but also well, uh, but in his defense, if he, if he didn't, he didn't know he was going to be covering a shift for somebody tonight. Yeah, so not... we would have talked to him anyway. So it normally isn't a big deal. Yeah. It'd, be, it'd be nice if you knew it. Yeah. And we didn't. 
Right. And then we're we, judging. We and, don't want to know. Then, yeah, yeah, we don't want to know that. But we, when we can ask you right. afterwards or during, well, it, that's, it would make a lot of sense. That's usually why we have the brewer on to interview. That's the whole point of right. that. So they can ask questions and we can ask questions of them. So I know that if Christian knew he wasn't going to be here, he would he would have given me the recipe yeah, for yeah. sure. So oh. it's just poor timing. I would like to thank you for sending it in, though, and it's it was totally. it was fun to taste this beer for sure. I liked it. I like the bottles too. I think I'm going to take that home. I think you should. <laughs> um, all right, everyone, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to do a little fast recap, and then get out of here. Doctor Homebrew, stick around. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five star treatment today admitted homebrewing is not always free of frustrations years ago brothers bill and jim mitchell decided to minimize those frustrations and create an entirely new brewing process and a brand new kitchen appliance the pico brew zymatic the zymatic sits on your kitchen counter and connects to the internet via wi-fi it comes with access to a huge recipe library full of award-winning beers and can brew your next batch at the push of a button improve repeatability and refine your recipes with the pico brew zymatic with minimal cleaning and hassle the zymatic enables anyone to brew craft beer in the comfort of their own kitchen just add your ingredients and the process of home brewing becomes simplified and automatic allowing you to focus on what really matters while you brew at pico brew they believe everyone should be able to enjoy the art of home brewing and make their own damn good craft beer see the zymatic in action today at PicoBrew.com. Hey, dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's the pale ale, you're good, but stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian. Oh, man, this guy needs to get some grog tags. Grog tags are reusable, write-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are home brewers. They wanted great-looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water-resistant, and ice chest approved. Grog Tags stay on in water or an ice chest, and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look. Ugh, it's that pseudo-Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some Grog Tags, dude. Grog Tag. At least your beer will look good. Grogtag.com. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew.
All right. Thanks for sticking around. So we have a couple things to do. Uh, Number one, I want to thank everybody for sending in beer, Christian and uh, Brian. Mm -hmm. Have some good beers. Yes. Um, And then we also have to give some swag away. And by the way, it is swag is free stuff. And swag is short for swagger. It's like your attitude. You don't get swag from a brewery. It's swag. There's a fucking H in it. It's swag. I think you're born with swag. You're born with swag, or you know, you copy it. But you're a SoCal kid. That's isn't that a SoCal deal? Swag. Oh yeah, definitely. It's swag, right? Swag. Here, I got a a bag of swag. I got a bunch of shit. Here, here's a keychain. I was born with so much swag. I collected a lot of swag. See. (laughs) <laughs> Look at way to use both. Brian gets it. Uh, okay, so the winner of our $40 uh, grog tag, at least your beer will look good, gift certificate is none other than uh, Millions of Peaches, Brian Newman. Thank you, Brian. I'm the only one clapping. Yay. Uh, there we go. Good Yay. job, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, Brian, you will get a uh, gift certificate to Grog Tag, so you can uh, put labels on your deal. You can get a metal sign with your label. You get some uh, you know, homemade coat, not homemade, but uh, coasters for your home, uh, tap homemade handles. Coasters. You get a big label that says fruit beer and send fruit bottles beer. to Doc. <laughs> awesome. Um, and the best part is they're reusable, man. And if, you don't wanna, if you're not a good drawer, you're not a good artist or whatever, uh, they have uh, hundreds of templates. I think literally hundreds of templates now. Uh, all high quality art, all reusable stuff. So uh, check them out, grogtag.com. They're big sponsors of Dr. Homebrew. We love them. We absolutely love them. And uh, Good we, we wouldn't be here without them. Doing the Lord's work. Christian, sorry, I don't have anything for you, bro. Uh, but uh, both of our contestants will get the home version. No, they will get uh, a nice little fun package from Five Star, which is our main sponsor, our title sponsor of the show, as we call them. And I uh, definitely wouldn't be here without those people at Five Star Chemicals. So yep. uh, contact everybody that you've heard on this program and thank them for being a part of Dr. Homebrew. Yay. Um, okay. Is I think we're it? ready. To, I think it is. I think we're ready to go. Uh, for those of you uh, who wanted to watch this, live stream's being a dick. Well, actually, it's the computer is being a dick tonight, so there's no live stream tonight. If you're listening live, stay tuned. We're going to have two more beers coming up at you in a couple minutes here. 37 seconds. Actually. 37 seconds. And then, uh, you know, if you're a podcast guy, you might have to wait a couple weeks to hear this, but, uh, you know, it's worth it. Trust me. Doc? Yo. Appreciate it. I appreciate me, too. Brian? I appreciate I appreciate both Doc. of you guys <laughs> more than you even know. Thank you. And Thanks, you, look good on, you look good on a yacht. Thank both you. Of you. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for hanging out. It's been Dr. Homebrew. And uh, be good to each other.